0: you are setting a date. I want you to go to six months from today in your calendar and like set an alarm and be like, future me or whatever, so that you know that you are working towards a specific goal. And then when you envision this version of yourself, the way that she loves herself, the self-care she practices, how he shows up for his children, how he shows up for his wife or his husband, like whatever it looks like to you. I want you to start to think about how you are going to need to behave on a quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily structure in order to make that vision come true. If you wanna be this person, if you want life to feel this way, what must be true? What must be true in your day-to-day life if you want that to be your future? Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Rachel Hollis podcast. I'm Rach and I'm excited to answer another question from one of y'all. And this was a really good one today because I feel like she asked her question, but then there were all sorts of layers, which I love because it's very human. Every single one of us we'll sort of see the surface level of what's going on. And then there's usually more layers like an onion that need to be peeled back to understand what's really going on. So on the surface, today's conversation is about time management and how we can have better time management to pursue ourselves, to pursue our goals, to work on our business, to grow your YouTube channel, to do whatever it is that you want to do and still show up for yourself and your family and the people that matter. But taking a deeper dive, to me, this isn't really about time management. It's about life management. It's how do you set yourself up for success to be the very best version of yourself. So to start our conversation, I want to play a voicemail that came in from a listener. And I mean, this will just tell the story.
1: Sorry, friend, Rachel. Let's try this again. I'm nervous. I'm calling from my city's high school track uh, as I walk around and think and listen to your podcast. Uh, I have a question and I need your help. I am not one of those listeners who have a hard time chasing down dreams and dreaming big and crossing off goals. And I do all that. I've gotten big goals crossed off my list, but I need help with time management because other things around me start to fall apart, especially the bigger the dream, the more I'm blindsided by teacher conferences that my kid hasn't been turning in stuff or my weight gets out of control because I'm up late working on a project uh I really like i said i love I love chasing down really big dreams. I've run marathons in the past and and I love that feeling of crossing a finish line and I told my best friend, i'm gonna go back to school if that's my next goal, going back to school I'm gonna let everything go around me so a really good time management episode as well. <laughs> is what I need and what I'm waiting for. So thank you. Bye.
0: So the first thing that I want to say about this voicemail is that I edited parts of it out because there was some real truth telling in what she said. And there were things that she said that just hurt my heart to hear and that I didn't think that she would maybe want repeated. But I feel like I'm able to have a conversation with her and with you guys, regardless of whether or not those pieces are still inside. Um, So just know that when I go a little bit deeper on this conversation, it's relating to parts of that voice memo that I removed for her privacy. Let's start with this idea of time management. So time management is essentially saying that you... Are trying to figure out how to make the most of the time that you have, whether that's using tools, resources, apps, software, a calendar, whatever system works for you that you're trying to figure out how if you've got, you know, 24 hours in a day, and these are the times that you spend with the kids, these are the time you take care of yourself, this is the time that you get your work done. How can you effectively utilize that time? That's what time management is. But When I listened to her voicemail, this was about something so much bigger. To me, this wasn't a conversation about how to lay out her time. I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna talk to you guys. I'm gonna tell you all the things that I think would be helpful if you're trying to figure out how to be most effective with your time. But we can't start there because that's trying to fix a symptom. That's not trying to fix a root cause in your life. So for instance, if you get headaches all the time, like you're constantly getting headaches, you could treat that symptom by taking ibuprofen. But you're not looking at the root cause, so the headache is gonna keep showing up, right? You're not looking at the fact that maybe you're, you know, your back's out of alignment and that's causing neck problems and that's giving you a headache. Or you're not looking at the fact that you're, dehydrated. You're not getting enough water. Maybe that's giving you headaches. You're having too much caffeine and that's giving you headaches. If you don't solve the root problem in your life, if you keep treating the symptom, it's just going to keep coming back. You're going to spend the rest of your life treating a symptom. And treating symptoms are a great band-aid to help us get past a hard season or help us to feel better, but they're not a long-term solution. Long-term solutions are never easy. They require work and they require effort. And so most of us will gravitate, myself included, will gravitate if we're if we're not being conscious in the moment, if we're not really thinking it through, we will gravitate toward the symptom treater because that's usually immediate. That's something that can help us right away. Whereas root cause takes time. And so we don't see the effects that we want to see. So that being said, the root cause, as I hear in this voice memo, is not a time management issue. It's a fulfillment and taking care of yourself issue because the conversation started about time management and ended up being all about her health and the way she perceives her body and how when she pursues a goal, her health is the first thing to go. So to me, this was a great conversation to have on podcast. And thank you so much for calling in and leaving the voicemail, because I know this is something that so many of us struggle with, not just women, men too, that we have work that needs to get done. We have a goal we're pursuing. We have... A parent who needs our care. We have children who need our care. We're trying to get through college, whatever it is. And in pursuit of the goal, taking care of ourselves fully falls away. So, before we talk about how to better manage time, we have to talk about how to better take care of yourself. Now, I think of this sort of as foundations in our life. And Uh, this is how I think of business as well, um, that every single business needs core foundations and they sort of change in rank depending on your company and what it does and, and how it functions best. But in this instance, it's like, what is the core of your life? What is the thing that needs the most care in order for everything else to work correctly? Without question... You don't even have to guess. I'm just going to tell you for every single person listening to this, no matter who you are, where you're at in the world, what your gender is, it doesn't matter. The core foundation for our life, for like time management's up here, life management, like self-management, it has to start with you. It has to start with you. You have to take care of yourself or nothing else works. You have to. You could have a billion dollars. You could build the most amazing YouTube channel in the entire world and make a billion dollars doing it. And if your health is crap, your life's going to be crap. Like I have a very dear friend who's very successful, who has spent the last year battling cancer. There's no amount of money or success that will make that feel better. And she doesn't have control over what happened to her body. But every single one of us, every single day, has some control over the way that we treat ourselves to make sure that to the best of our ability, we are caring for ourselves well. So if you tell me that you have cheat, achi- you're achieving the goals and you're doing the things, but every single time you do, it comes to the detriment of your own health, something's twisted and something's wrong here. It reminds me of when I first started writing books. The process of writing books is so fun when you start the first page. I don't know any author who will not agree with the fact that it's like super easy to start writing a book and very difficult to actually finish one. And I started and stopped 20 books before I ever actually finished a single one. And when I finally committed, like I am all in, I am finishing this book, come hell or high water, I'm going to get it done. That was such a slog. And it felt so hard and it felt so impossible. And I don't know another way to say it, except that it sort of felt like I taught myself how to achieve a goal by abusing myself. So I would you know, work eight hours straight without eating. And I would, you know, do four shots of espresso to have the energy to like produce. And I would beat myself up mentally about like how much I sucked in order to get myself. It was like a motivation that I used to get myself to like write, you know, just all this crazy stuff. And the scary part about that is that those negative motivations they work. If you've ever used something like that as a means to get yourself to go and it works, it's so dangerous because it teaches us that that's how we need to act in order to recreate the results again. And I've told this story before, but it was a therapist years later who actually said to me, have you ever tried to write from a place of love? like have you ever tried to come in with good energy and your heart full and from a place of abundance and actually write from that instead of believing that you have to be in this terrible mentality in order to make something happen and i remember she said that and i was like what like what What? what It never had occurred to me. So I want to say this to you today, for all of my goal achievers, for all of my dreamers, for everybody pursuing something, if you are currently using and abusing your body, your emotional health in order to get a result, there is a better way. There is a better way that it feels good and it isn't, hurtful to your system. And I think that people don't pursue it because you don't get the cortisol. You don't get the stress hormones in your body when you're coming from the place in a calm manner. You get the adrenaline and the stress and the force when you're saying hateful things to yourself. So it feels like something's happening. But what if it's possible? to achieve everything that you wanna achieve in this life, but to do it in a way that feels really good and doesn't hurt your system and doesn't hurt yourself. I know there aren't a lot of people spreading that message. I know it's not really very sexy, but I have found it to be very true. And I think that I do the best work of my life and have done the best work of my life when I stay grounded in creating not just from a place of love in what I want to put out in the world, but making sure that if the foundation, if the foundation of self-management, if like life, the foundation of life is you, you can't just have love for the work and you can't just have love for others. You have to start with love for yourself. So let's start there because it sounds to me like this caller is sacrificing herself to achieve a goal. I talked about this in my podcast on things I don't like about myself. And I was saying how important it is to do self-reflection and to look at the pieces of you that you don't like. Because if we don't face the things about ourselves that we don't like, we can't grow and we can't change. If you can't face it, you can't fix it. So in this instance, I think it's worth looking at whether or not this is healthy for you to be achieving your goals in this way. And even more so, like, what is the example that you set for your children? I've done this work for a really long time. And so I know that I can't always get women to, like, have something click for themselves But when they think about how the way they treat themselves may teach a younger generation, that usually is really helpful. And I get it. I get what it is to like think that if you pursue the goal and you achieve something big and you do the cool thing, that we can just sort of ignore what's going on over here. But what that results in is burnout. It results in you feeling like crap. It results in you making bad choices. It results in you pursuing, and I want you to hear me say this, you pursuing the success instead of the joy in the process because there is no joy in the process and the success is the only rush that you're gonna get. So you'll pursue success at any cost. The reason I say this, and I'm going to trust that you called in and you left your information and you feel comfortable with me sharing this part, and you told me to go look at your YouTube page, and I did, and I love what you guys are doing, but what I saw that if I was just your girlfriend, if I was your coach, and maybe I am in this moment, and you asked me about this, what I saw is that the videos that you have where you're in a city and it's like the best food in the city those are your highest views right and the best food in a city <laughs> is rarely gonna be something that is serving you and taking care of you nutritionally so i just want just track with me for a minute if you know that behaving a certain way is going to give you more success in this new thing that you're pursuing And the process feels like crap. You're always going to pursue the thing that will give you success because none of this stuff feels good. So, in your instance, when I saw that, I was like, this is awesome. But how do we make the work that you're doing? And I just did a podcast on this. If you want to go listen to content creation and putting stuff out on social, but how do we make sure that the work that you're doing? is aligned with the person that you want to be. So like the way that when I saw that and I, you want to flip it, I would be super interested in learning how you maintain your health and you take care of your family as a travel vlogger, but that you enjoy your life and you live and you do whatever, but you also make sure that no matter where you are in the world, you are taking care of yourself. Like that's really interesting to me. Because I think all of us, especially parents, know what it feels like to go take your kids on vacation and sort of lose your routine in the process. So, wouldn't it be beautiful to watch you as a YouTuber pursuing like self care and also care for the family on the road? But if you don't step back and think about who you want to be as a human, you'll keep moving so fast in pursuit of the goal that you won't understand that the the first and most important goal has always got to be you. So that's what I saw when I looked at your YouTube and when I listened to your voicemail and I promise I'm going to talk about time management but I just I wanted to make sure that you hear me say that that you know the foundations are like self, right? And to me that's like spirituality, health, your emotional well-being, nutritionally, like that taking care of self then if you've got a family taking care of family then if you've got a you know whatever work is however we make money to take care of our family that's the next thing in line but that they stack like a pyramid and you can't have like right now your pyramids inverted the thing that you're focusing on most is work it's like way up here and for those of you who are listening on podcasts I apologize because I'm using a lot of hand motions which you can see on YouTube but in this instance, just imagine an inverted pyramid. So work is like the biggest piece, right? And then we go down and families, you know, a little bit less. And self sounds to me like it's the smallest part of your pyramid. And I'm not sure how long an inverted pyramid can stay balanced. It's going to tip. And if I was going one step further, I am, I'm going to go one step further All I have is the context of your one voicemail. So I could be very off the mark with this. But my instinct is that you keep putting new goals on your list so that you don't have to focus on the work you need to do on yourself. And I get it. I freaking get it. I think every Achiever, every Enneagram 3... Can understand what that feels like. But if you cared enough to send a voicemail, and maybe you record, it sounds like you recorded it a few times as you were trying to say the right thing. If you care enough to do that, then I think that maybe you wanted someone to challenge you. And so I would like to be that person. You've got to take care of yourself. No goal that you can achieve is ever going to be more important than that. And here's the other thing. If you establish routines and habits into your day, it is not going to take that much time away from your pursuits. In fact, it's going to give you more energy and more focus so that you can do more on the goal in less time. You can be more productive in less time if you are taking care of you. If you, it's like a well-oiled machine in a car. If you take care of yourself, everything's going to go faster and further. So that's that part, everybody. Now let's talk about actual time management because I think it's a great question that a lot of people have. I just want to get like really literal with this one because it's one thing, I tend to talk about the questions you guys ask me, I know I do and kind of like, nebulous ways. I you know, I just want to tell you my thoughts and you can sort of come up with some ideas based on them. But for this one, I really do feel like tangibles are super important. So the first thing I would start with is who do you want to be? And this absolutely, you should think of this in terms of goals. But more than that, it's like, how do you want to show up in the world? How do you want to love Five years from now, if you're living your very best life, you've been doing all the things, you've been taking care of yourself, who is that woman? Who is that man? Who is that person? Five years from now, you doing the very best you can. If you kept every promise to yourself, every goal, you showed up how you want to show up for your kids, you showed up how you want to show up for your community, you grew that new YouTube channel, you turned it into a business that you're proud of, what does she look like? And I don't mean like physically. I mean, what does she look like in the world? How does she behave differently than you currently behave today? Do you, each and every one of you, not just my friend who asked this question, but do each and every one of you have a vision of who you want to be? There's an old scripture that says, without vision, the people perish. Every single one of us needs to have an idea of what, where we're going to. And I love the journey of learning to be in this present moment, but everything I know, everything says that we have to have some idea of where we're going and you cannot properly lay out your calendar. You cannot budget for time if you don't know how you want to show up and what you want to do in the world and it can't just be about the goal y'all if it was just about the goal i could do 50 billion pieces of content every single week and put it out there and do my best to serve you and take care but that that's a goal in my life that's not who i want to be i want to be a present mother i want to be you know this hub for an amazing family i i want to be in my very Real life. I have a very real life, super real. Yes, I do this stuff here. And I think that people get it twisted when they see people online or their content creators who are putting stuff out there. Like, and you know this, like if you're watching this, my friend who sent in the voicemail, or also if you're a content creator and you're listening, you know that you have the content creation and then you have your very real life. Y'all, if you're public persona is doing better than your personal one. Something is wrong. I have talked about this ad nauseum, like the most successful I've ever been, the most miserable I've ever been. And people just kept telling me like, go harder, move faster, like book more things, do strike while the iron's hot, whatever. Like I wish I could go back in time and talk to that version of myself. It was not worth it. It was not worth it to burn myself out that badly, to feel so stressed, to teach my body what anxiety felt like 24 hours a day so that it would take me years to try and peel back those layers and get back to a normal state, to completely jack up my hormones. That's why my hormones are so messed up. It's the adrenaline and the stress of 2018 and 2019. And yeah, life was good. My, I love, I had love, and I had friends, and I had all these things. But if you said you would give me a billion dollars, with a B, one billion, to go back and live through those two years again, no effing way. I remember that time like with such. That time is like traumatic. It's triggering. And I know that there are those of you listening to this, you may have your own different stories, but I know that you can remember a time in your life that you lived it wrong. And that when you think about it now, you're like, oh, like, I just want to go hug that version of myself. Because nobody was telling her, nobody was telling that version of me that it was okay to slow down and take care of myself, that it was okay to say no. I had no idea. And I cannot stress this enough. If you are healthy emotionally, spiritually, if you're healthy, the work, the content, the community, it's all going to blossom. It's all going to blossom. In fact, believing that you have to abuse yourself in order to see results is a scarcity mindset. And I think a lot of people are struggling with scarcity mindset because the last two years have been so intense. It's been so intense. And that absolutely takes a toll on us as humans. But I just want you to understand that if you don't know how you want it to be and how you want it to feel, you will Figure out how to do time management, but you'll find yourself here in six months or in a year, and it'll be worse than it is right now. When you have an idea of who you want to be, I want you to think of a time in the future that feels exciting, but not overwhelming. So you could say next quarter, you could say six months from now, a year from now, or You could also do your next big birthday. So I turned 40 in January. I'm really excited. Um, So that's however many months away, July, August, September, October, November, December. Okay, so six months away. That's nice. But come up with a time. Maybe for you, you want more than a year. Maybe you want five years or 10. And I want you to think of who do I wanna be? Where do I wanna be in the world next quarter, five years from now, or whatever your version of that is. Something that feels exciting, but not overwhelming. And I, I will just add a little advice in here. I have found in doing this work over the last two years that pre-COVID, people really like to envision like 10 years in the future, five years in the future. And post-COVID, and I'm not sure the psychology of this, but I've found that most people feel more empowered when the goal is closer. So they'll say, what do I wanna be in six months? Because it just doesn't feel so overwhelming. So just do whatever feels good for you. and then. I would journal it, draw it, make a vision board on Pinterest, like whatever your modality is because we all have different ways that our brain works. I like to write it out. So literally in my journal here, there's all sorts of different journal entries where I have written like... This is how I'm gonna act, and this is the relationship I have with each one of my kids, and this is the relationship I have with my partner, and here's what I do on the weekends, and I've, you know, done this, and like I just I script it, I write it out like I'm writing a scene in a book or a movie, and there's a ton of um, videos on YouTube about scripting if you want to take a deeper dive on that, but this is just what I do, I just write it all out. Based on that information, now we can start laying out our calendar. So let's say six months in the future is the goal that you're setting and the place that you want to go to. I always start with the end in mind. I, I wrote about this extensively and girl, stop apologizing. If you haven't read that, you can grab that book or you can get it at your library for free. But I do a whole thing about laying out a roadmap and how I do it and how I figure it out. But I just want you to know that in the calendar, you are are setting a date. I want you to go to six months from today in your calendar and like set an alarm and be like, future me or whatever, so that you know that you are working towards a specific goal. And then when you envision this version of yourself, the way that she loves herself, the self-care she practices, how he shows up for his children, how he shows up for his wife or his husband, like whatever it looks like to you, I want you to start to think about how you are going to need to behave on a quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily structure in order to make that vision come true. If you wanna be this person, if you want life to feel this way, what must be true? What must be true in your day-to-day life if you want that to be your future? I think that people often lay out big goals, but don't describe how they want it to feel. How do they want it to feel when it finally happens? How do they want it to feel when the big thing comes true? Or how do they want to feel along the way? So if you know where you want to go, You've got some ideas. Okay. In order to be this person, I'm going to need to move my body five days a week for at least 30 minutes. In order to be this person, I'm going to need to spend more time in meditation or prayer before I start my day. In order to be this person, I'm going to need to consistently produce two YouTube videos a week. I'm making something up. I don't know how your YouTube channel works, but whatever it's going to be, make a list. Here are the things that I'm going to need to do in order for this to come true. Then, I want you to go to your monthly calendar, right? So we've looked at six months, now we're looking at a month. And since in this instance, we're talking about six months, what would be so amazing is if every single month you set what I call a mile marker. So you set a point along the route from where you are to where you wanna be that is possible to achieve in a month. This is the thing, people are like, you know it's July. I want to make a million dollars by the end of the month. That will get me to my goal. As I'm like, boy, you need to calm down. <laughs> what I love a big dreamer. You yes, do that, but start with what is possible. Like what what's going to challenge you a little bit, but what is possible in this month? And then every single month, I want you to set a monthly goal. Right? What are we doing? What's the monthly mile marker that's going to get me where I want to go? Now we know what we want to pursue. We've got July. August, September, October. We've got every single month. we got a goal. Now let's back it up again and go, okay, let's lay out my week. So most of us have calendar appointments that pop in before like the Sunday before you start your week, right? So you've got stuff that's in there. Cool. But in laying out your week, I, uh, and forgive me if you've heard me talk about this before, but I color code every single appointment that goes into my calendar. So I can see at a glance what my week holds. I have blue for any appointment that's with my internal team. I have a dark green for any appointment that's about business, but with people who are not inside my own company. I've got mint green for anything that, Is actually part of my business is going to make me money, right? Like, oh, I'm gonna go do the speaking gig. So it's a mint green color because it's equated to money. I just, I did this real quick for those of you who are entrepreneurs. I did, I added that years ago because I found that everyone, I was just doing so much busy work. I was doing so many meetings. Everyone wanted to take a meeting, meeting, meeting. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is not getting me any closer to where I want to go. And it's not making me any money. And so I need to pursue the things that actually matter and help me to support my family. So mint green is money. Here's a kicker. Yellow, which is my favorite color. Yellow is things that are enriching to my soul. Things that I am doing just for fun. I established this because I kept getting to the end of the year and feeling like I had achieved a lot of goals, but I hadn't actually done anything that fed my spirit, which I also think is a huge part of of burnout, is when we're just working, 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 grinding, hustling, but we're not actually doing anything that fills us back up. So I started adding yellow. And the reason I did this is because I can put my Google Calendar into a view of the week or a view of the month, and I can see at a glance, oh dude, you don't have any yellow this week. I was really, I have this conversation with myself all the time. I I have one yellow this week and it's a pretty crazy thing. And I don't even know if it counts as yellow because it's me doing a challenge to face my fears. (laughs) So it feels good because it will be good for my soul, but also... I don't know that it's very calming. So I was like, okay, I need to schedule um, a yoga class or I need to, what if I could get in and get a massage? Like what if I could do something fun that really serves my spirit? Um, I just am gonna go have coffee with one of my girlfriends on Sunday. We made plans to have coffee. So that'll be a yellow thing that goes into my calendar. But you want to start, my friends, filling your calendar with things that are for you. Put your movement break, put your yoga class, put your walk, put it in the couch, cal- schedule it in. Give yourself a color for anything that is taking care of your health, right? Put your therapy in there. Give yourself, this is, you know, your color yellow is anything that's for you, right? It's, it's your therapy appointment. It's your yoga session. It's, you know, having dinner with your mom. It's anything that's going to take care of your heart, and that way you can look at your calendar and just know, am I starting from a place of self-service? Then we build on top, right? Okay, now, hey, dang, I don't have anything in here for the next three weeks that's making me money. Okay, so that I can adjust and I can lay out the time differently. The other thing that I want to talk about when it comes to the calendar is making sure that you are blocking out time. So if you have uh, the priority planner for start today, you can do this. I mean, that is like super intense. I always tell people like, do not get the priority planner unless you are like a super planner because it is anal detail. It is like tiny, tiny minutiae, which is really effective in keeping focus and moving you toward goals. But it's not for everybody. If you don't like something that's as intense as a planner, write it out in a notebook or do it in... You know, do it in the calendar, lay out your day. But it's really important to block out time so that you listen to me, please. Please, please, please. This is a really good one. So that you are doing the activity with the appropriate energy. So that you are doing the activity with the appropriate energy. I can't do a good podcast. I can't create anything good content wise if I'm super tired. Like if it's the end of the day. There's no way. I tend to do podcast recordings. I write my books. Anything that requires me to be on or to create has to happen in the morning because that's when I have the most energy in my day. If I wait into the afternoon, I just feel like it's not going to be my best work and I don't want to put things out that aren't my best work. So in this instance, I really recommend that you block out time in your calendar that makes sense for the activity you're doing. If part of your job is that you have an Etsy shop and you're fulfilling orders, for me, I don't know. I would probably do that kind of thing where it's like you're you know, sort of doing the same task over and over. It's like a little assembly line. I do that kind of stuff later in the day when I don't need as much brain power versus the morning is when I would do the marketing or when I'd figure out social for my shop or whatever. So I really want to encourage you guys when it comes to time management, it's not just about did I have time? It's also did I have energy and focus to accomplish the task at hand when it was in front of me? I don't believe in sacrificing your energy to get stuff done. Let me explain. This is for like back in the day when I wouldn't eat because I was so focused on trying to achieve the goal. Like, oh, I gotta write 1,500 words or I'm not allowed to get up from this chair and I wouldn't eat. Or yes, sometimes in life and in business you have to pull an all-nighter, but consistently sacrificing sleep is one of the most detrimental things you can do for your health, period. Period. Sleep is so essential. It's so essential to anything you are working on or want to achieve. It's so important. So, I don't believe in doing things that harm your energy. Basically, I don't believe in sabotaging the future version of yourself in order for the current version of yourself to try and hustle to achieve a goal that, in the long run, is not going to get you closer, right? I don't know that any of you, when I ask you to envision A different version of yourself in the future. Imagine someone who's super burned out or anxious or depressed or depleted or not able to function properly. Like, yeah, they're making all the money, but they're miserable. I don't think any of you imagine that person. I think you, I hope you imagine success in all areas of your life. And that means that you have to take care of all areas of your life. The last thing I wanted to say on this and the calendar and the conversation is. Notice when you get distracted. Distraction is the death of productivity. It really is. I I didn't really notice. I'm like so aware of this right now because my kids are with their dad and I'm by myself and I am getting so much done, like so much content done, so much work, writing all the things, producing like all of it. Killing it of production. And I, yesterday, end of the day, and I was like, what is going on? This is wild. I haven't felt this productive and this in flow in so long. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not distracted because I've been working from home for two years and there's distraction everywhere. Like the kids, obviously, and even the dog. You know, when I'm working and Jeffrey wants to go on a walk or he wants to be taken out, I'm like, yeah, of course. He's my dog. Yeah, happy to do it but I didn't realize how much that distraction was throwing me off. Focus is freaking powerful. You guys, it's so powerful in getting you closer to where you go, but also setting off the alarm buzzer for you. If you're stepping off course, if you're sort of getting away, like, If you have that vision, that's why I love the idea of making a vision board on Pinterest because I just think it's so easy there to add visuals that fit into your ideal. But look at that all the time to remind yourself, oh yeah, that's where we're going. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. Because if you don't, you run the risk that you fall off course and you go back to this way of behaving and believing that the goal is what matters. Success without... I don't know, your spirit intact is, it's never going to be worth it. So I hope that something I said today was helpful to you guys. Um, I just want to shout out to everyone who's been calling into the hotline. I really love getting to answer your questions there. And I really need to remember what the uh, hotline number is. Every time I do a podcast lately, I like look through this and I forget until right now that I'm supposed to know. And I don't. But you know what? If you're watching on YouTube, it'll be in the description. And if you are listening to this on podcast, it'll be in the show notes. You can call just like our friend did and ask a question. And I would love to create an episode about it. I always think the my favorite ones are the ones that I think will be helpful for a lot of people. And so those are the ones that I tend to create from. But In any event, if you are still here guys, I would super appreciate if you would subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on YouTube, if you're watching it or wherever you're listening to this podcast and share it with a friend. If you think it'll be helpful, share it with your community or maybe you heard a little idea in here that you dug, but you feel like you've got your own take, awesome. Go create that content and put it out into the world. I love the idea that we're leading out on the things that are helpful in the world um instead of focusing all the on all the things that are broken so i will be back later in the week with more conversation until then i love you and i'm rooting for you the rachel hollis podcast is produced by me rachel hollis it's edited by andrew weller and jack noble